Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. you. You're just hanging out on the side of the information highway, hoping that someone was going to come along in a shiny podcast vehicle and see your thumb up and offer you a ride. And normally, I'm not one to recommend you jump in and go for a ride with strangers. But first of all, that's what the whole rideshare world is all about. You riding with a stranger or two. Second of all, this is going to be fun and uh, fairly safe. So why not? Take a chance. And maybe you'll discover that after riding with strangers for a minute, you start becoming friends. Hmm. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that one coming, did you? Kicking us off today is a story about making mistakes and not regretting them. And besides, is it really a mistake if all that happens is you get kicked out of a fraternity, but you end up with a cool experience? Story number 152, Saturday, February 13th, 2021, 10.42 p.m. I was in the uh, University of Virginia and yeah. like I was trying to uh, rush to um, a, f- a frat and like yeah. there was a frat called Teak and like hmm. uh, was that the Copa episode? Yeah, yeah, I was like trying to rush there so like uh, I was going to the parties before like in the pre-rush events yeah. and like I was kind of like uh, getting close to the guys but so like I went to a party and I like I banged the chick, but like <laughs> we we started to make out in the in a room, and like she was sad. Like we were talking, and like everyone is looking at me so strangely. So like I didn't I I didn't really understand that. But after like banging her, like I under like I I learned that she was brother of the biggest like uh the the most experienced brothers. So like I I got kicked out. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, so you picked the wrong girl. Yeah, I picked the wrong girl. Oh. <laughs> 
I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good time with it her. It was a good time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, but her brother, <laughs> was, he, he was, yeah, he was not happy. <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh that's a that's a crazy story. Have have you guys like um, kept in touch with each other since then, or was it kind of like a, just this like a one time one fling? time one time one thing, yeah. time thing? Okay, very very good. Well, uh, Stuart, thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> love his attitude of no regrets. As long as it doesn't ruin your life or kill you, why not take the chance? So many of us live with the knowledge that we could have had that grand adventure or met that amazing person or helped start that company, whatever it is. But we let the proverbial frat brother talk us out of it. So here's to taking more chances and seeing where the road leads you. was friends with the last guy and he shares another story about an encounter with a lady but his goes in a decidedly random category story number 153 saturday february 13th 2021 10:55 p.m Um, so I was with my friend in a bar. He was talking to some girl. Yeah. They were two. So I started talking to the other one to help him out. Yeah. Then yeah. we were talking, but she's acting a little weird, and I don't know her. So yeah. I'm trying to get to know her. We are talking. She got my snap and stuff. Yeah. And then um, I was just saying something. Uh, she said something I don't understand, and I want to know her. Yeah. So I said, do you want to go to the balcony? She said something I didn't understand again. So I asked her, do you want to go to the balcony? I can't hear you. Yeah. Then she grabs my hand, starts taking me somewhere, but we're not going to the balcony. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Then she talks to the security guard and I find out that we're in the restroom. We hardly get into the cabin. It's so small. And then we close the door. She says, turn around. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? And I'm the guy. Why am I turning around? <laughs> but I just go with it. Then she gives me her coat. But I'm like a little scared, so I still look behind. Yeah. And then she just starts peeing out of nowhere. <laughs> on like, you or in the toilet? No, in the toilet. Okay, okay, okay. Luckily, on in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, why am I inside? I can go out if you want. Yeah. But she's like, no, no, you wanted to be here. And I said, no, I wanted to go to the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the bathroom with you. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that all that happened? She just like peed and then yeah, you guys she just left peed, the restroom. And then we went out and then she said, yeah, we danced a little more, okay. and then we just—that was it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, what, what happened? Like, yeah. Why did that? E what is? What is the point of that? <laughs> yeah, That's that amazing. was a weird night. That's a weird yeah, night. I yeah, love that was. story, dude. That's so freaking <laughs> random. Huh. Yeah. Eduardo, thank you so much thank for that you. story. <laughs> I love the imagery of him being scared in the tight bathroom stall and being told by this attractive young lady to turn around. Clearly not how he had envisioned this whole thing going down. But sometimes random events like this one give us the stories to tell at parties that you just wouldn't have if you always say no. 
Our next writer shares two firsts story of being in Colorado on her first ski trip at 40 years old and trying an edible for the first time. And she said she met this really nice guy earlier that day and they were hanging out in the hotel hallway when the effects of her edible start to hit her. Story number 154. Sunday, February 14, 2021, 1.51 a.m. took an edible Uh with him Uh we were in the hallway yeah we both had roommates we're like hey let's take edibles i had never done edibles weed or anything yeah yeah and so we're talking like having deep life conversation all of a sudden i noticed that my tongue felt extremely heavy and i was like (laughs) what the fuck but i remember thinking god this dude doesn't know me he's gonna think i'm crazy right but finally i had to confess to him and i said hey I know you don't know me. I literally said, I know you don't know me, but my tongue is feeling extremely heavy. He said, really? What's going on? And he fucked with me for a while. And then he said, somebody's high. (laughs) I had totally forgot that I took that little sour apple candy because in my mind, it was a little piece of candy. It was half a candy. It wasn't going to do anything. I was fucked up. So we went from a heavy tongue right. to me walking. And he was a gentleman because yeah. he walked me down to my room. And I went Aww. in my room with my roommate who was knocked out asleep. She never knew that I took this edible. <laughs> and I was in the room and I went through so many emotions. Like there was like the bear. She coughed and it sounded like a fucking bear. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw Ferris wheels and colors. And in your room. Oh, in the room. I love I've it. told people this story. They're like, yeah, that shit was laced. I don't know because I never <laughs> fuck with weed or edibles in my life. So right. I didn't know. But I was like, so you were like, you were like 40 year old virgin. Absolutely. For, uh, the 40 year old virgin is what to say. <laughs> I love it. I was like, who wants to feel like this? I'm so yeah. out of control. So yeah. I call Southwest Airlines and I politely said, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to fly tomorrow because I was so fucking paranoid yeah, yeah, yeah. that in my head. Yeah. If I went through TSA, yeah, they were going to arrest me. Oh, yeah. So they 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 met my accommodation, uh, and I flew out the next day. That's so that's awesome. That's my first experience with an edible, and last first and last. Okay, with an hey. edible. Well, Miss Captain Kirk, can't <laughs> blame you for that. That was not the best. That was not the best first experience. Uh, <laughs> well, oh my god, that's fantastic. I told my son, by the way. Yeah, as just you should. To, just to be honest with him, like yeah. you know, your mom is not perfect, right? I mean, but look she like did I got it, it at forty, which is the key. That is the big difference to isn't success. It? Because you knew your your boundaries. I was grown. You grown. You're a grown woman. Absolutely. You're able to call ahead to the grown airport people. and say, you know what, you guys, mm. uh, I'm not showing up tomorrow. Reschedule me. You're able to, yeah. Miss Captain Kirk, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. Anytime. So, I guess this is another of those stories of at least trying something once. But in her case, once was enough. And from what happened to her, I think I'd probably come to the same decision. No more edibles for me, please.
This next writer tells about her Panama City spring break story where at 19 years old, she convinces her grandmother to let her drive her car and her mother to agree to fax her ID if needed so that these kids can rent a condo because the main person has to be at least 25 years old. We join her in the story where she is rolled up to what is touted as the largest club in America. And her and her friends are all working on getting in with their fake IDs. Story number 155. Friday, February 19th, 2021, 4.26 p.m. the only one who doesn't get in like there's 10 of us there's guys girls there's a whole group of us i'm the only one that doesn't get in and you're everybody yeah. you're the ringleader you've I'm driven the ringleader. like you're, no you're, one is even down yeah. here yeah except for my condo and my car so why <laughs> right. the heck am i not getting right. into this place so okay cool so <laughs> me being me i tell everybody every man for himself go in i'll meet you inside and they're like what the hell are you talking about? You're going to meet us inside. Like, you know, because yeah. why would you go out of town and leave your friend outside in a parking lot in right. a random place? No. Terrible I was, idea. I was like, no, you better not come out here, go in there. Like, everybody had gotten their hands stamped, like, yeah. Yeah. fakely drawn on because after just knowing what stamp to put on, it was crazy. Everybody yeah. got in but me. So, about 15 minutes later, where do they find me? On the dance floor. No. How did I get in? Ooh, okay. okay, so I'm in this dilemma. I can't get in. I'm underage. They know my face. What do I do? Do I just go back to the condo? Do I just sit in the car and wait for my friends to get out? Right. No. What do I do? I see a door, uh-huh. <laughs> a weird side door that's uh-huh. like very sketchy, and I just like decide <laughs> I'm just gonna go in that door. Yeah. So I go <laughs> walking through this parking lot. There's sand everywhere because it's near the beach, oh my and gosh. I just open up this random door. Yeah. And um, it's this weird dressing room. And there's this sign that's like 3-6 Mafia dressing room. And I'm like, 3-6 Mafia? Like, Juicy J was here? Like, I don't know what? what's going on. Yeah. So this was back when all the bands will make her dance, I guess. They uh-huh. had performed there. Yeah. So I just, walking through this basement of this club, like, I hear the music. So I know everybody's upstairs. Right. And I'm just exploring yeah. without a care in the world. Love it. It was like an episode or like. I don't know what this was, but it was like an episode out of a movie yeah. or some kind of Broadway play or something. It was bizarre. Yeah. And so I get to the top of the stairs. And I'm like, okay, if I open this door, what if I'm literally in the employee like area? Ooh, okay, yeah. whatever. I'm just telling them I'm drunk and lost. Okay. Right. So I open the door and I'm out by the pool. I'm like, dang. Of wow. course, this is the biggest club in America. So like, there's a lot of clubs inside of here. <laughs> so uh. I am wandering around this crazy club in this weird Florida spring break place and I have just come up through the basement some dressing room I'm just wandering around some pool finally I see the club and I'm like okay and I just literally slide in through some weird back door and my friends literally will tell you the story like we didn't know where she was for like 30 minutes we look up she is in the middle of the dance floor like dancing just as if she was supposed to be there. That's incredible. So. <laughs> well, and you're right, though. It is about being persistent. Right, it's right. like not give. It is the don't ever give up. I love that. Oh. I could never live that story down, by the way. It's that amazing. happened my second year of college. Yeah. 
and not to reveal my age, but it's been no. over a decade, and um, they still tell that story. So you do not look like you're a decade <laughs> out of college. Oh by yes. The way. Wow. Oh well, yes. Keep using that face cream. But wow, what a lo- that's an amazing story. I love Thank it. You. And it really is like that's there is like the funny part, and then there's the inspiring part. Yeah, like, like the don't give up. And it's just like so me because it's like okay so you were just gonna be lit at all costs right <laughs> yep pretty much and i love that you got your mom and grandma right? in on it that's right? also right? a little mind-blowing <laughs> man well in he- my defense i didn't do anything bad on the trip or yeah you know i didn't i would have made them proud i had a yeah. good trip it was innocent fun like i love that you know yeah you never hear that in college but it no, was, it was a good trip it was girls and guys and we were just really like legit having fun like it was was good yeah amazing yeah well peaches thank you for your story (laughs) thank you for having me (laughs) i love her enthusiasm for life and her never say die attitude how cool is it that even though she broke a few rules to make this trip of a lifetime happen She wasn't really trying to do anything that she'd feel bad about later on. Way to go, Miss Peaches. This next is a short story of how a birthday activity didn't quite end as planned. Story number 156. Saturday, February 20th, 2021, 1.13 a.m. My story is last year I went with my family to Yellowstone National Park. Love that place. Amazing and great. Yes. But I, it was also my birthday, and I think I was having like a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you will. Yes. Um... And we were all snowmobiling and we were turning the corner just to like put our snowmobiles right in the park and I completely flipped it oh. on myself. No. And completely broke the entire snowmobile. Oh. But but you didn't die. No. No, I was fine. Wow. That's pretty boss. How's the insurance check? <laughs> right. Um, my dad had to eat it. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. Mm. God. Mm. Well. Hey. Uh Snowmobiles can be replaced. Yeah. Right. You're you're a little harder to replace. <laughs> no, but it was worth it. It was fun. But I was hot oh. dogging it because it was my birthday. You know, as you should. Not not all things end in fairy tale endings. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes the uh, sleigh breaks. What are you gonna do? Yeah. True. Well, Jane, thanks for your story. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Glad no one was hurt, and thank God for a dad who was able to pay for the snowmobile you wrecked without insurance. Good times. So this just happens to be the second story on our ride today together. That involves some spring break challenges. Except in this one, it's not just a domestic trip. It's international. Story number 157. 
Saturday, February 20, 2021, 3.56 p.m. So um, I'm a, a man of um, a couple girlfriends, a couple long-term relationships. You know, simultaneously or no, no. So, so, sometimes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I got not you. always. O- o- occasional overlap. Yeah. So so my best one is though. Um, so I was a let's see, I was a junior in college, okay. and I was dating a girl from another school. Yeah. We met at a football game. You know, the rest goes down the road, and then you know Christmas breaks comes, and then she's studying abroad okay and so we're like okay you know maybe this long distance we already did long distance one time yeah maybe from north america to continental europe is not going to work <laughs> right and so the bad thing is i had already bought a plane ticket to surprise her oh, no. in march oh crap and 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 this was before we came to the <laughs> christmas break call right. it quits right oh i knew it and was going so, this way and so so i'm sitting here yeah it's spring break time all my buddies have plans already and right. i'm like oh shit right i have a i have a flight to barcelona spain which is a great place a great place or i have no plans at all or i'm right, gonna right. sit on my ass right, and right. go to my parents house and you know hang on my parents which is not the ideal thing to do no. spring break no. for junior year. right so i text her we had not spoken in months and i'm like hey so like what's the deal do you care if i just show up on uh, your doorstep in barcelona nice and so and the the were even worse i'd booked like we were i'd booked like a flights and a like Amalfi coast oh. a part of airbnb oh. look, overlooking the coast romantic no. like oh. thing couples massages it, 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 it was chocolate it, it was the whole <laughs> nine yards oh my god and so we get this. So I, I decided to do it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, let's do it. Go yep. over to Barcelona. I she picks me up in a cab. Like after the cab, she's smoking a cigarette. Interesting. And she's like, was she not smoking? No, she doesn't she smoke like- cigarettes normally. She's like, this <laughs> this, this, this is a completely stress related thing. Okay, I got you. And so we're fine the first two days. We're like, okay, rekindling. Uh-huh. Then comes the Almolf. <laughs> then comes the Almolfi Coast vacation right which should be amazing <laughs> which was amazing the wine the pizza amazing yeah, yeah. and then we find ourselves in this one you know sweet king bedroom suite uh-huh. we're, we're sleeping back to back <laughs> oh wait so you guys aren't like getting it on <laughs> no no we're oh okay you guys are abiding by the break i feel like so i would call the break off like let's just unbreak off for like a couple of days we're oh, we, Malfi we tried right, okay. we, we're on uh, arguably the most beautiful place yes, in the oh world sleeping back to back my ex-girlfriend is lighting cigarettes on oh. the stovetop <laughs> oh. to 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 handle her anxiety of oh, her geez. ex-boyfriend traveling <laughs> thousands of miles <laughs> to come show up with her yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then the, the grateful end of the story was thankfully one of my great friends from high school had the spring break a week after ours which are which also overlapped okay and so he was staying in barcelona with some friends at the oh, time as well good. and so when we came back from amalfi i think yeah. we were like ah you know <laughs> like it was a great time views are awesome but you know we still kind of hate each other like right. not really 
And so I, I, I got a couch to sleep on for the nice. rest for the next three days until I flew back stateside. Well, and hopefully once her stress point, i.e. you, was out of her life, did she drop the uh, habit or is she now a chain no, smoker? I, I mean, I don't keep up with her, but I know I think the uh, stovetop the stovetop lit cigarettes were a one-time deal. Okay, okay, it was just it was <laughs> it was situational it was, uh, uh, habit. Very, I think it was. <laughs> oh, here's my ex-boyfriend yeah. showing my yeah. doorstep thousands of miles away right you know what a little s- stovetop <laughs> cigarette <laughs> will take the edge right. off so that much better, will take the edge off so much better than like heroin it could have gone so much oh, worse. it could have been worse right. it yeah, could have yeah. been worse it was just a cigarette so it's it's not that bad yes Dude, thank you so much for the story it's fantastic i feel like i was with you the whole way like it, I, I could <laughs> just Jameson, jameson. Feel the, jameson yeah jameson i could feel it i could just feel it happening the whole I'm way glad, you know, yeah. and, to, and to all those kids that are gonna fly their uh Fly across the yeah. uh, land to see their ex-girlfriends. Uh, don't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Long-distance long relationship plus uh, long-distance tickets. Not a good Not recipe. worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. All right, thanks. So, yeah, don't buy vacation trips well ahead of time for the person you're dating in college. You might not still be dating when the actual trip rolls around. And also, here's the hoping that the ex-girlfriend has not become a raging smokeaholic due to our friend here bursting back into her life. This next conversation is kind of a longer and wide-ranging convo but it touches on things I'm passionate about and also some subjects that I'd like to see more Americans begin to wrestle with. Story number 158. Saturday, February 20th, 2021, 3 a.m. Okay, I have a story about, um, it's basically my brother-in-law. Okay. This is like a wrongfully conviction. Oh, wow. Um... He basically was like dating this girl, but he didn't really know her age. Okay. She told him that he, he she was 18, mm-hmm. and come to find out, Shorty was like 16. Uh oh. How old is he? Um, 25. Okay. At the time. Yeah. But she was living that life. Yep. She was already living that life, and well, still to this day, she's living that life. I believe it, and it's tough too. Uh, if a girl develops physically. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. It's and you got can't the boobies tell. and the butt. Yeah. You and cannot you tell. tell. No. Uh, right? There's that borderline thing, especially when they're between 16 and 20. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he told me they was at this hotel room. They was, you know, kicking it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my brother's one of those type of guys that's going to be like, oh, well, since you do the tricking, we're going to be doing the tricking together. Uh-huh. And he was like one of those people. Oh, and gotcha. so... One day they said it was an undercover cop outside, and I guess he tried to pull a trick, had to do the thing, and they got busted. Oh wow! So basically, but, in that case, then he becomes a pimp. Yes. Oh but man. What makes him wrongfully convicted is because the girl told the people that he that he raped her and made her go out there and do it. 
But you go on her Instagram today She's still out there doing it Oh, man. And my thing is, why can't we go to the government or to the, the lawyers or to the DEA and tell these people, show these people, look, she's still out here doing it. Yeah. Look, she's still out here doing whatever she has to do, selling her body or whatever. But you have my brother locked up. Right. For nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, whoa. Oh, those wow. Guys they almost got to an accident. Yep. If that guy hadn't been able to get over. And they still about to. <laughs> car's a little aggressive. Um yeah, it's a really th- those are tough because I think part of what they're trying to do, and again, the government does a literally a horrible job at this. So uh, this, but the the intent behind it, which I do agree with, is you'll get these young girls, and I and I've actually had um, one of the girls I interviewed is really heartbreaking. She was eighteen years no, excuse me, she was twenty years old. And she had escaped her second pimp, but she had started in the life at 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you follow their stories, most of the girls that get into the life really young, and by the life, of course, if you're not familiar with that as the listener, the life is basically in the prostitution game. That comes from a lot of abandonment. Abandonment, abuse. It comes from not having a real parent in yes. the home. Yep. It comes from not having a father. Yes. It comes from yes. not having even a grandmother to love them yep. because they don't have nobody so they yep. look towards the streets absolutely see i'm only just 27 and i can just tell you so much stuff that i just know about the streets that yep. i don't even have nothing to do with it right. just i just learn from just Obser- observation yeah, yeah observation no and th- so so that's that's i think where the the tricky part is is there are really good people out there that are trying to help solve the problem of sex trafficking and so you've got again young girl who gets into the life early because like everything you just said abandonment Mm -hmm. um honestly abuse is Mm -hmm. usually mixed in there and so and it also comes from these mothers out here having these kids young yeah and they think their kid is their best friend yeah your kid is not your best friend yeah you know, you can't you can't raise your kid and think, oh, we're gonna go to the club together, or we're gonna do this, we're gonna smoke, we're gonna drink together, yeah. and now, boom, your kid is missing yep. because your kid want, wants to be grown, yep. and and she's thirteen and twelve. It's right. not cool. No, it's not cool. And no. now she's pregnant, and now you're yelling at her and want her to have an abortion, but you you show her the way. Yep. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. No, I um. I uh, I feel for her brother if he got caught up in something where she was you know saying stuff about him because no one wants to be accused of rape and and all this stuff as a man it's like it's like the worst nightmare ever to be accused yeah, it, by it's, a woman. It's so bad because he, he don't even have like they don't they haven't even sentenced him yet wow. and he's been locked up since 2016. Oh wow! And he hasn't even been sentenced yet. Yeah. He's in prison, yeah. but he's not sentenced. Like, how long is he going to be? He's still waiting on a court date. He's still waiting on his lawyer. Right. Like, every everything is bad. Yeah. And then with corona, court dates and stuff got pushed oh, all the way back. Totally. And with me working in the jail, it's just seeing that a lot of people that's in there for misdemeanors, yes. stupid stuff. Stupid and stuff, And ain't yeah. got no court date, no yeah. nothing. Nothing to back them up. And it's like the system, yep. they just treat them like... Shit. Yep, they they, they like literally treat them like shit. No, I work do. with deputies every day. They treat these people like shit. Yep. And I work for one of the jails. It's just... Yeah. No, you, you, you work for one of the worst. Yes, uh, very prejudiced jails. Yep. Very prejudiced jails. And the thing you learn about jail, too, is they literally... We as humans treat animals way better 
They, yes. We don't put them in concrete and steel enclosures and throw them away, uh, no matter what they've done. And, I, I, you know, I... Uh, I 100% don't agree with what your brother did. Um, you don't. Oh, no, I don't either. Right. No, no, I get that. No, so it's not like there's no condoning of it from that point of view. The, the age thing is really rough, yes. man. As a guy, you got to be, you know, I, I've told, you know, and many, many, many years ago when I was much younger, but I told my friends, I was like, you had better make so sure that if a girl says she's 18 and there's any shadow of a doubt, like you better, you better verify 20 ways from Sunday mm-hmm. before you come anywhere close to having uh, sexual uh, contact with that person. Mm-hmm. And um, someone close to me, it, yeah, almost got trapped in that and it was ugh, that would have been scary and the girl did swear she was you know 19 years old and all this stuff and wasn't so that's that's terrifying um but we gotta but, stop we gotta stop normalizing the line about the age yep. you, you, you gotta, oh no i pick up kids i swear to god this is this is no joke i pick up kids from the buckhead um all those bars on there mm-hmm. many many times i've picked them up when they get in my car now they're drunk okay and they're admitting to me that they're only 16, 17 years old. Oh, and they're, my they're, God. Oh, yeah. And and they've been drinking the whole night. And I'm like, oh, my God, all these bars in Buckhead could lose their license. There's tons of kids that are way underage. They're just getting really good at manipulating the yes. um, the fake IDs. Yes. And these bars are freaking busy, right? They're slammed. They're not checking them. Yeah, or they're just not checking them. I don't know. But that's that's... I'll tell you what, for a bar, that could be bad. But, yeah, I don't know how we're drifting all over the place. Um, the big thing is, I would say also, is for, let's say, like, someone like uh, your brother got caught up in some stuff he should not have been doing. I would love to see a system that instead of throwing him away as a piece of garbage, like, why don't we work on rehabilitation? Yes. Right? We don't have rehabilitation. Nope. They put these people in a transition center, yeah. and it's still jail, and they think that's re rehabilitating somebody no, it's, it's not. not no it's not in fact what ends up happening is it becomes like a networking event yes. for criminals right yes yeah. that's all it that's all it becomes i know yes you go in you maybe know a little teeny bit about the streets and by the time you come out you, you know everything yeah, you know everything yep you're hooked up you, you're you've got all the down low mm-hmm. on everything and you've come out so much worse you're in most plugged cases. in with several people that's in there it's, yep. it's so much like I wish I can start like a rehabilitation program. Yes. I wish I can start um, a reform program yes. for people that's in jail that can get out and have real careers because yes. there's a lot of talented people that yes. is in jail. Yes, they're and so they, creative. And they waste it because yeah. they're so caught up in the life. Yep. They don't know what else to do. I know. Instead of somebody telling them and giving them the encouragement and be like, yep. You can do this. That's right. You you may not can go to college, but you can take your mind and what your ability to do anything and yep. do it. Well, and let's face it, in the world we live in right now, um, blue collar. There's a lot of blue collar jobs that are you can make a lot of money in. Yes. Be, right, because I I can't do very much blue collar stuff. I was just. And uh, it's a lot of small businesses out yes. here now. Yeah, there is. You can create your own business just right out your home. That's true. And and a lot of people just they're not putting their all into stuff. They're just giving up so easily because they're so locked down in the system. That's all they know. I know. Yeah, they become institutionalized. Yeah, yeah it's really well, and I love that your perspective because i mean you're literally working in this environment so you're not speaking about it from a distance oh you're no you're seeing I, it up close and personal see my thing is all in my mind i think about i'm just i just work here right i, I, I don't I take 
none of this stuff. I, I, I hate the job. I hate the place where I work in anyway. I feel you. I, yeah. I just work here. Yep. You know, yep. I, I hate the people sometimes. I like they're disgusting. Some of the stuff is just so disgusting. I get home and I'm mad. Wow. Because it's just what they're doing in there. But people don't know until you start working into these places. People don't yep. know until you really see with your own eyes what's yes. going on in places. Yep. I, I agree. I've become. I've I've become really passionate about seeing the justice system reformed, and sometimes I, I do I get so it, hurt it or angry. Change. It's it's so bad, yeah. And we're America. We can we we're we are so much. We can do so much better. Yes, we, because we, the the jails in Venezuela yeah. is seven. It's seventy five people to one cell. <laughs> right. It literally like I, I watched the documentaries. I, it's it's so terrible over there, and yeah. the Americans over there are getting so railroad is ridiculous like yep. they don't get no phone calls home they don't get anything like if you're american and you got locked up in somewhere else oh you're toast. oh you're, you're, that's it yeah no, a- i know ain't no you're coming back home no i know especially in those countries the the developing world yeah that's really bad and it's like people take a, america for granted i know they, they take everything that we have for granted even the people that just living in this world did they take it for granted yeah everything I will say, though, there are countries, especially like uh, some of the Scandinavian countries, where they really have some amazing ways of dealing with people who, who um, commit crimes and the way they rehabilitate them. They don't even wear, in a lot of cases, the the prison guards don't wear different uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they treat them like human beings and they treat them like these are people that are actually going to get released and become mm-hmm. a part of society again. And I would love to see the American system, um, among many other reforms, um, adopt some of those uh, programs yes. and some of those ways of thinking about prisoners as human beings because the rehabilitation the rehabilitation rate is so much higher in the countries like Norway mm-hmm. and, and uh, Switzerland, some of these mm-hmm. other countries that I've read about, so much better uh, on the recidivism rate than, than we have here in America. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you're right. We're way better than Venezuela, but we're not nearly as good as the Scandinavians. No. And so, just I, like in Finland, in Finland, yeah, in Finland yeah. there, I read something about a murderer. He was he had a whole car driving to jail. They had a whole little apartment in jail. This is jail. Yeah. They got a TV, everything, yep. a microwave, a refrigerator, everything. Yep. But they still let him go to school. They still let yep. him go to work. He's a Only human being. He has to do is check in every weekend to come to jail and. He's still able to live his life just because he, whatever he did, yep. you still have to be able to live your life. Yeah. You still have, you need an education. You still need everything. Because some of these people are in jail, ain't never learned how to write, read, yep. or nothing. I know. They just jail. Yep. That's all they know is jail, know. jail, yep. jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, an, an interesting conversation. Yeah, you're welcome. I would love to see, in my lifetime, steps being made towards changing our justice system from one that is almost entirely retributive and moving towards something that is restorative. Throwing humans into concrete and steel dungeons with very little care for their humanity is not the answer for anyone other than maybe the most truly criminally insane and violent folks. Here's to finding new ways to look at broken old systems.
our final writer for tonight was this delightful lady who is just beautiful inside and out. And she reminded me that our city is a pretty great place to be. Story number 159. Saturday, February 20th, 2021, 3.43 a.m. So my story today, I'm not from Atlanta. It's my first time in Atlanta. This is my second day. Wow. Um, Where are you from? I'm from Philly. Oh, go Philly. Okay, awesome. Um, I do love the Atlanta vibe. I love everyone oh. who's come out and enjoy themselves. Yeah. Who's brought their most best outfits, their most best vibes, everything. Yep. yep. And I just anyone, love it. Not love knowing it. people and just complimenting how you are, how you dress, mm. or your vibe and yeah. everything. It's just, I love it. It's it's making me want to move here. Wow, really? That's amazing. Yes. So, because, and, and it's going to sound like I'm just saying this now, but you really do, you, you have like a really sweet kind of genuine vibe about you i do yeah very very much so and and you're also you're beautiful and you dress well and all that thank but are, you absolutely but are you saying that that in philly you don't normally hear that feedback and hear you worth hearing that i feedback? don't okay sad to say people in philly and like around the area of delaware jersey yeah they don't give you compliments as huh. much as people in atlanta that's interesting. And I love it. Like, yeah. I feel like the top-notch <laughs> female in yeah. Atlanta. Like, <laughs> I am a million-dollar female right. in Atlanta. Yeah, that's so Because cool. of their compliments. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I, you know, yeah, it, it's one of those things that I probably wouldn't notice because I'm from the or i've lived in the south for a long time and uh, lived in atlanta for six years so or seven years now but whatever uh i i wouldn't have known or thought that but that's really cool that you have that perspective coming from somewhere else absolutely that's amazing well i love it and i love that uh our fair city is treating you well and um you you absolutely are a delightful person and atlanta would be a better place if you moved here i mean absolutely that, truly yeah I need to stay here. Yeah. Like I feel like this is my hometown now. As much like as many compliments and as many as much as people seen me for myself, yeah. like dancing wise, talking wise, everything. Yeah. I feel like this is where I need to be. Yeah. To you, pursue my dreams. So to pursue my love and everything. I love that. So I mean let's let's go there real quick. Tell me a little bit about um ties dreams and hopes like what where where are you at with that and what what do you where are you wanting to go with your hopes and dreams well i have my emt license my cna like oh my god awesome. uh, yes i i love going to school i love yeah. learning new things yep um but i want to be in the medical field so yeah. that's why i pursue my dreams and everything in the medical field yeah um wherever it takes me i will follow yeah um anything that helps me help others Aww. i'm going to do it absolutely because yeah, yeah. i love being in the medical field i love customer service mm. i love yeah knowing about other people yeah that's huge I um try. 
Well, and that's no, that's amazing. Um, and obviously, uh, I don't know a ton about the medical field, but from what I understand, someone uh, that you said, did you say CNA? You're a yes. CNA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand about that whole world is basically if you're if you're a decent CNA, you could move to really anywhere you wanted to in the U.S. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's definitely a huge need here in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, you could probably get a job in a week. And I hope so, because yeah. this is my chance to move here. I love it. Ty, thank you for being such a breath of fresh air. Um, I, I wish all Atlantans were as awesome uh, as you are. And, uh, like, literally, it's three in the, 3.30 in the morning, and <laughs> I was a little tired, and you've just brightened my whole night. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. It's so interesting that if you have positive interactions with people while you're visiting somewhere, that you end up feeling drawn to a particular city. And if you have negative experiences with people, you may categorize an entire geographic area as no good. Or maybe that's just me, but I totally do this. stories today involved experiences where people took chances, took risks, and had a story-worthy outcome, whether it went well or not. I love that, and in general, that's the kind of life I want to live. One where I'm not looking back and wondering, what would have happened if I had just spoken to that person, or jumped on an opportunity, or had an adventure of some kind? But I think our last rider gave me the true takeaway from our time together on this ride. She was made to feel like an entire city, in this case Atlanta, is wonderful. And she's considering relocating because people saw her and were kind to her and complimented her. What if we all committed to stepping up our game and really made more of a conscious effort to see each other and lift one another up? How would that change the atmosphere of our cities and towns? What if people started to say that they wanted to be in your city because of how empowered they felt and they wanted to bring their passions and talents to where we live because of it? It might just start to feel a little bit more like a slice of heaven in an otherwise difficult place. So that's my challenge to all of us for the next month. Let's practice lifting people up whenever we can till it becomes a habit. And maybe, just maybe, the positive energy will spread until the places that we live and go become a little bit more kind and generous. Okay, my friends, I believe in you and that you can make a difference.
This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, Subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.